Welcome to Let's Talk Cake. I'm Carrie. And I'm Savannah, and we are so excited to be here with you guys. We've been anticipating this first episode for a while now, and we just can't wait to talk cake with you guys. So let's get started. Cakes can truly just steal the show of a party. I approach mixing frosting the same way that I would mix paint. I'm ready to do more, and you do more. Send me your cake recipes, send me everything you have. I send me everything. You know, baking is, it's such a craft. All of your senses are involved, and it's such an expression, and it's cozy, and it's so rewarding. Honestly, I'm sure everyone has been touched by cake in some way. Welcome to the first episode of our new podcast. We're excited to introduce ourselves to you in a few minutes, but first we thought we'd start out with a segment that we'll do each episode called This Week in the Bakery. Exactly. We figure everyone has sometimes crazy weeks in the kitchen and interesting stories, and so we'll kind of do that each week and talk about, um, yeah, any fun orders we've got going on or crazy stories. The ups and downs. Yep. Just life in the kitchen this week. Exactly. So let's get started. This week was definitely an interesting one in the bakery. For sure. I'm sure most of you that are out there in your own little bakeries felt the same as us this week. It was definitely one for the books. Yes. I mean, with the worldwide pandemic of the coronavirus, I'm sure all small businesses are taking a hit, but especially in our industry when people get cakes for big gatherings and now we can't even have big gatherings. Yeah. And nobody really thinks about cake as much for a small gathering. We have noticed that some of you are figuring out some ways to try to generate some business during these uncertain times. But yeah, we definitely had an interesting week. Usually we have a lot of orders. And this week we actually had more cancellations and postponements than we had orders. So that was a first for us. Yeah, it's crazy how literally every day is changing and every day is it seems to be getting more serious and so at the beginning of this week we actually had several consultations wedding cake tastings and and they booked a couple of them kind of had their date up in the air but they still set their date so that we could do their wedding cake um but even just in this week one of those has already changed the date of her wedding yeah. to, to quite a bit down the road. So, exactly. so everything is kind of in turmoil and uncertainty. And what was looking like it was going to be our best wedding season, especially like May and June were looking really yeah. good for us. And now they're looking a little bit bleak. Yeah, it's kind of sad because we've only had one official summer as the dessert studio. This was going to be our second. And seriously like we've been so blessed with orders and we've been able to get our name out there more and we were seeing a huge difference compared to last year and now it's like my mom said it's kind of looking bleak and so we're just definitely hoping for the best but you know whatever whatever will happen will happen and we just need to stay positive and just yeah try our best to maintain an income even though it's it's hard hard. (laughs) we were really grateful for um we were really grateful for a couple of people who did order a birthday cake for down the road a little bit thinking you know trying to help us out I think a little bit but um yeah it's it's tricky trying to figure out how to be appropriate in these hard times while still trying to hustle a little bit and generate some business it's it's a challenge yeah you know, I wish I wish we had better advice for 
all of you cakers out there who I'm sure are struggling. But yeah, I mean, just just maintain positivity and we'll all get through this. There, It's hard to see an end in sight, but there is an end in sight. And, and I'm thinking that after this really big struggle in our lives and in our businesses, I think we'll definitely see a, a boom. And so... Yeah, just just get We're through it. it. We're <laughs> planning on it. One thing that it did allow us to do this week, though, was we did get to get in the bakery and do a couple of things, a couple of projects that were just mostly for fun. We have a, a photographer who we really like working with. Good job, Kiana Bates. <laughs> um, and she invited us this week to go ahead and do some cakes that she would just photograph and so we had a a fun little photo shoot where she did some good pictures that we'll be able to post later on our Instagram and so it it gave us a chance to experiment a little bit too with some things. Yeah and honestly it's good. I mean it is hard right now but take advantage of maybe the extra free time that you do have not only to spend time with your your family but also take the time to grow creatively. I mean we, these weren't orders. We didn't have anything to follow. Um, and we just did what we wanted to do. And we were able to create really fun, beautiful things. And so, yeah, I, I guess just take advantage of what you can do in this time, which is growing creatively. Yeah. On a happy note for Savannah, she and her husband closed on a house this week. Yep, we sure did. <laughs> That's good news for her. Not such good news for me. <laughs> She's been staying with us. She and her husband have been staying with us for a few weeks because they didn't know for sure when they'd be able to close. And so I'm a little disappointed that it happened so quickly, but their place is adorable and they're excited. (laughs) So congratulations, Savannah and Steve. Yep. So there are are good things happening. (laughs) So since this is our first episode, though, we would love to kind of introduce ourselves and, and hope to help you guys understand how we kind of got into the cake industry and... And why we're doing a podcast. So, yeah, Mom, a little bit about us. Let's hear about you. <laughs> so, like I said, I'm Carrie, and I started cake decorating as a very, very amateur person at the age of 19 when I found a cake kit, a cake decorating kit at JCPenney in the clearance section. And it was just a couple of dollars, but it was um, a few tips and a few bags and a little instruction book. And so I took that home and I started practicing and there wasn't a lot I felt like I could do with that, but I still did it anyway. And um, my work was very amateur at the time, but I, I enjoyed it a lot. And so I kind of worked on it. And when opportunities came to make things, I volunteered and I and I put those I put that little kit to use. And then fast forward a few years, I got married and we started our little family and I wanted to come up with something that I could do at home so that I could be at home with my kids but still be bringing in a little income. And so I bought the book Colette's Cakes and started working my way through that. And that was such a lesson. Seriously, I learned so much going through that book because there were step-by-step instructions. There were no YouTube videos back then that I could refer to and learn from. And so it was step-by-step-by-step through that book. And it I learned a lot. I learned a lot about sugar flowers. I learned a lot about fondant and buttercream and cake recipes. And it was just a really good foundation for me. And I'm the oldest of 11 kids, and so there were lots of opportunities for me to provide birthday cakes or whatever, and so people started getting fancier and fancier cakes for their occasions as I practiced and practiced. And then a move took our family to Colorado, and we, um, my husband's job was there, and we 
thought maybe this would be a good time to start my little business. And so we got some cards printed and <clears throat> I began taking them around to businesses. And pretty soon I had a few people calling and ordering things for their various little events or occasions. And I realized I was actually onto something around Valentine's Day when I had a lot of orders. I did a lot of things for Valentine's Day that year and I was pretty excited about it. And then shortly after Valentine's Day, uh, my sister came to visit and my sister and I were in the car with my two oldest kids and we were in a really serious car accident. And that car accident kind of took me out of the cake decorating business idea mode for a while because I was in the hospital for a few weeks and my parents were taking care of our kids. My husband was trying to hold things together with his job and it was a really rough time and we were recovering. And I actually went to live with my parents so that they could help with the kids. And so on that road to recovery, uh, I didn't do any business stuff and I didn't do any cake decorating. And so then um, as I began to heal, I realized that I could, with my little walker and wheelchair, I could get myself into the kitchen and I could practice. And that actually was a really good thing for me. It gave me something to focus on. It gave me something that I could do as I was getting better. And so I, I did that. And by the time uh, we were ready to move back into our own place, I felt like I had a pretty good foundation for doing cakes. And I offered to do my cousin's wedding cake when she was getting married. And that was just the beginning. For the next 12 years or so, I did about a wedding cake a week for those 12 years. And that adds up to a lot of cakes. But it was a lot of fun and I enjoyed it. And it was something that I could do with my kids. And I did that until our family moved and we moved to a new city and I decided that with my kids being older and involved in athletics and music, it was a good time to maybe close shop. And so I ended that chapter of my cake business life. Yeah. And that's kind of where I come in. As for me, I always watched my mom make wedding cakes and I would just sit in the kitchen and just be in awe at what she was doing. And it was so fun because I would get to eat the cake scraps. I would get to go on wedding cake deliveries with her. And so I guess that just kind of set the foundation for me. But I did not like baking at all. And so I never really wanted to step foot in the kitchen. And so her sister would try to get her to make cookies with her all the time. And Savannah was always, no, I don't want to bake. <laughs> I just did not like it. And so... I have always been someone creative. I'm not the type of person that can just sit in a classroom and learn that way. I just seek creative opportunities. And so growing up, I always did try new things, but it was never kitchen related. <laughs> um, but I got into college and I studied social media marketing to kind of set the foundation for one day when I could own a business. And nowadays with she actually wanted to own a florist shop yeah I love floral design <laughs> and so that was kind of what I was planning to do um go into floral design and have that background of social media marketing help me get the business up and running that way and so on the weekends I would just always like to try new creative things and so one day I tried my hand at a naked cake and it was so bad, you guys. Like, seriously, it was terrible. The frosting was bad. The stacking was bad. And it just not good. <laughs> <laughs> you would never know looking at her work now that that recently ago she was doing that cake. <laughs> yeah, no, but that was kind of like 
a challenge for me. I wanted to get better and I did enjoy it. And I liked the idea of making something pretty and having it be something for someone to enjoy as well. And so I took on the challenge and I just wanted to get better. And little by little I did. And my mom taught me everything she knew. And I followed YouTube and I I took classes. And she really did get good at it. In fact, she does most, if not all, of the clean frosting and making everything look perfectly smooth and beautiful and porcelain. She's so good at it now. She really is an example of the student surpassing the teacher. Only in some things. (laughs) But yeah, and so together, my mom and I just were able to grow and, and honestly just timing and things worked out that that we were able to start a bakery. Yeah, the timing of it was very interesting because just about two years ago, my husband was, um, he was working, he'd been working at the same job for several years, and we figured that he would work there until he was ready to retire. And then things happened with that job that it's a long and hard story, but it was a pretty traumatic end to his job. And with the end of his job went our financial future, our retirement, pretty much everything. And so it was rough. And so we were trying to figure out what to do for his employment, what to do for to recover what we had lost. And he was looking in the classifieds and he came across, um, he was just looking for businesses for sale and he came across a bakery for sale. And as we studied it, we discovered that it wasn't actually like the storefront. It was just all of the equipment. And it was a lot of equipment. And it was it was a good chunk of money, too. So we spent a few days looking around as a family, trying to see if we could find a good place in the community we live where we could open a storefront. And as we looked around, we really couldn't find anything that we felt was good. And things were expensive. And we just felt uncomfortable taking on a lease um, something that was long-term that we would owe people for, for for a business that we weren't sure how well it would do. And so we just felt kind of uncomfortable with that. So we put it on the back burner and kept looking at other things. And one morning I woke up and I was just laying there in bed thinking, and I thought, you did a bakery before. Why don't you just do the, a bakery again the same way? Why don't you do it in your home? Why don't you get a cottage license and just do things on orders instead of having a lease and a storefront and all of that. And so as we talked about that, it suddenly felt like that might be a good plan. And so we, as a family, we made the decision to jump in and we, we did, we jumped all in. Yeah. We figured if we were going to do it, we were going to do it right. And so we remodeled a part of our basement that was just kind of like a dark storage area. Um, And it actually was surprisingly a bigger space than we thought. But we were able to remodel it, add a door entering from the outside, and it was it was a big investment, but so worth it because now we're working in a, a beautiful kitchen, very spacious, and it's very light, yeah. very bright. It's a pleasant place to work, and I think that that was really important for us because I, I can't even imagine trying to do it in a... I know people have to do it in places that aren't ideal sometimes, but we feel really fortunate that we were able to turn that dark, dingy space into something that is such a pleasant place to work. And so we we did that, and we jumped in, and we moved forward, but it, did, it wasn't always easy. In fact, um, the equipment that we were moving in was big. It was big, real bakery equipment that we were moving into a house. A huge mixer, a three-door giant fridge, and that fridge was 
a nightmare for a little bit there. Yeah. Because as we were remodeling, we had measured doorways and everything, and we thought we were good, that it was just going to fit. But turns out it did not. <laughs> no. And so we had to call the contractors back to help us. And it was it was a nightmare. That thing, I'm not kidding. It was like a half an inch too big. And so we what we ended up doing was we had to take the door off. We had to take the entire door frame. This was an exit, an outside entrance door to our house. We had to remove the door frame. Um, we had to lift up the carpet inside and take the threshold off and then peel the carpet back so that it would be coming in on the concrete floor. It was crazy. And then when the movers came, Savannah and I were standing off to the side, literally like praying. We were just praying, please let that fridge come in. And I think it cleared by like about a fourth of an inch. It, it was, was a miracle. So tight. <laughs> it was crazy that we got it in there. But we figured we could just start getting orders and we could go from there and we were just going to do great right from the start. <laughs> yeah, our goal was to try to get the debt that we had taken on to put the kitchen in paid off as quickly as possible. We and just so, did not want to run our business with debt just because yeah. it does add so much stress and you know that like it's always in the back of your mind when you have debt and so we wanted to be debt free and just be making money rather than paying off debt. Yeah. <laughs> And we actually had a lady that approached us, and she owned one of the little soda shops where they serve sodas and, and cookies and smoothies and different things. And so she needed a baker. She had lost her baker, and so she asked if we would make cookies. And so that brought us to our next big trial. <laughs> yes, well, we took on this cookie contract, and the first order she placed was for how many cookies oh i think it was about 800 cookies yeah because she had gone she had gone a couple weeks without cookies and so she needed plenty of cookies and so we we were excited we were ready to take on this new challenge well i say we were excited i (laughs) (laughs) we were excited for the business i don't think savannah's ever in her life been excited about a cookie (laughs) i seriously hate cookies you guys i do not like making them i do not like eating them i don't know why but cookies are not my thing but it was business and so we were ready to move forward with it (laughs) yeah so we that first order we set aside this day that we were going to work on cookies and she had given us her recipes that she wanted us to use and um, I'm a good cookie maker. I have family recipes. My mom makes cookies. My brother makes cookies. We are a cookie family and we're good at it. And so it came as quite a surprise to us that as we began making the cookies that day, we were failing miserably and we threw away so many cookies. A lot of them we gave to people, but seriously, there was so much waste and so many cookies that we couldn't give to her. And it just became more and more daunting as the day went on. And Tears were shed that day by both of us at different times. Our voices were raised. (laughs) We threatened to quit. We didn't know what we'd gotten ourselves into, and we were not happy at all. And it was it was a really really hard day. And by the end of the day, we weren't we didn't even have everything done that we needed to be done. But we were starting to try to wind down and try to pull ourselves together. But it was rough. Yeah, and it was it was super late at that point too. And so I, for me, I just remember that day being like the worst day. And I was just thinking, oh my gosh, what have we gotten ourselves into? And like my mom mentioned, we were crying and I think my mom had gone and gotten some food or something. And my fiance at the time, he came over into the kitchen and 
I'm sure he was alarmed at the sight he saw our trash can full of cookies and my tear-stained face and I I was a mess <laughs> but he came into the kitchen and we had been texting he knew I was having a pretty rough day and he brought some Chinese food. <laughs> orange chicken. Yeah. <laughs> if you know Savannah, you know the orange chicken makes everything a little better. Oh, yes, for sure. And I remember just like slumping to the ground. He had his arm around me and I was just crying while I ate Chinese food. And I was just thinking, oh, my goodness, this is awful. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely it was definitely a rough start. And we did get that order done, and we got it taken over, and it was fine. And over the following weeks, we worked out the kinks. But one thing that we did discover was the cookie the cookie contract was a great thing for getting us out of debt, but cookies weren't where our hearts lay. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't our passion, and the cookies were a means to an end, but they weren't the artistic thing that we wanted to be involved in. Definitely. And so... Like my mom said, that really did help us get out of debt. In fact, someone bought out that business. And our last week that we had a cookie order was our last week of paying off our debt. Yeah. And so <laughs> it was truly like it was kind of a miracle because the way it the way the timing worked out, it was like that cookie cookie contract lasted just long enough to pay off our debt. Exactly. And, and then we were able to learn and discover that, okay, We'll still make cookies for orders. We're called the Dessert Studio. We do dessert catering. We do wedding cakes. And I like cookies, so it's <laughs> not the end of the cookies. world for me. <laughs> but we really did discover that that's not where we wanted to put our energy. Yeah, and those of you that do cakes know there is nothing like having a clean canvas and figuring out something beautiful to do with it. I mean, it's it's definitely an an expression of art and it was that part of it is really fun for us and we we love that yeah and so that being said anyone who is just starting out or figuring out what their niche is it does take time and it takes a lot of energy and trial and, and error. trial and error <laughs> and but you'll discover what your what your thing is and that's what we were able to do from that little journey and now we're to where we are now yeah. And it's gone pretty quickly. I mean, we were able to focus in pretty quickly and we've been able to develop a business that we're enjoying and succeeding at. And we're 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 good at it. We like it. That part yeah. of it is fun for us. And so that's been that's been a good discovery for us. Definitely. But why a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've got our little bakery and we're enjoying what we're doing, so why do a podcast? Well, there's a couple of reasons why we thought about doing this, and one of them is that I think I mentioned we listen to podcasts in our bakery, and we yeah. we enjoy them, but there isn't there isn't one that seems to focus on what we want to hear pertaining to our business. Um, so we thought, as we were brainstorming about what this podcast could be, we decided we wanted it to be something that is geared toward the creative process and the um, business angles and so many different things that those of us that are working on cakes and starting our own bakeries or are entrenched in the bakery business need and can learn from. And so many are doing such good things that we just feel like there's just so much that we can learn from each other. So, and yeah. And we all know that sometimes cake making can be isolating. It can get lonely, especially... Luckily, I get to work with my mom, and she gets to work with me, like you. <laughs> but 
but for so many of you out there it is just a one person show and sometimes even a small team of people but it can get lonely and we really wanted this podcast to just be a way to unite the cake community and work together and be supportive of each other there's a quote that i love and it's by sabrina bryan and she says you can do anything as long as you have the passion the drive the focus and the support and so we want all of our listeners to come together and ignite that passion sometimes we can even and be that support exactly sometimes we can get in a rut and it's hard to keep moving forward sometimes but we want this to be an opportunity where we can learn from each other and stay passionate about what we're doing there's a quote that says we can all win there's room for everyone and so we feel really strongly that as a cake community, we need to not be competitive with each other. We need to support each other. There is enough business out there for everyone. There are enough occasions out there to keep all of us in business. And so if we just work hard at our craft and work hard at what we're doing and be the best we possibly can, we don't need to worry about what others are doing or be competitive with them because, because there, there is enough for all of us. Seriously, think of all the occasions that call for cake. And honestly, I'm sure everyone has been touched by cake in some way. Like blowing out the candles on a birthday cake or smashing the wedding cake into your new spouse's face or cutting into the cake to see the gender of your new baby. Like the list goes on. What else, mom? Well, like even eating cake when your heart is broken. I mean, yeah, for sure. You know, I think that's good therapy. (laughs) But not too long ago, we had a lady order a giant bouquet of pink flowered cupcakes because she wanted to be able to give a pink flowered cupcake to each of the posterity of this grandmother who loved pink flowers. And so that was a, a remembrance for each of her children and grandchildren. There are just so many ways that cake can be an important part of the meaningful times in people's lives and you guys we get to be a part of it seriously we are so lucky to be in this cake industry where we do get to celebrate special moments in people's lives i seriously can't imagine doing anything else or i can't imagine anything being so rewarding we get to celebrate big moments and be a part of moments that maybe aren't so great but we can bring a little bit more sweetness into their life when the moments are hard that's right and our our cakes our offering for their events and their special moments are actually a part of their memories and so it's it's a very it's a good business to be in absolutely but along with that it is a business i mean yeah we have to remember that because otherwise we'd just be handing over cake for people's special times and we would be making no money from it but we have to treat it as a business and so there are some important things that we hope to touch on in our podcast that will help all of us to be more efficient that will help us to be more profitable some things that we can learn from each other about how to make our business run better definitely we We want this to be something where we can all listen and find new ways to be creative, but we also want each cake person out there to succeed, and that's why we really are talking to professionals. We're going to be interviewing people who have have experience in pricing and different things, and so we want everyone to be successful, and that's why we're not only talking creative stuff and exciting cake stuff, but the the real stuff that is behind running a business. The nitty gritty parts of running a business. We were doing some research and we found that on the average, 
The average salary for a cake decorator in the United States is $12.98 an hour. And while that, that, I mean, that's the average, guys. That's not like the high-end people, the people that are making a lot of money on their cakes. That's the average. So that means that there are a lot of people who are Far probably that. not even making minimum wage. And so we we want to change that. We want people to be able to learn how to price things in a way that makes it so that they can be profitable, so that they're not just giving their work away. Um, I don't know if you follow Butter and Butter and is a cake maker in the Bay Area in San Francisco, and she is, I think she's revolutionizing the way she thinks about running a cake business. And she she is working hard to be able to provide for her employees, not just a job, but a career. She wants to be able to pay them a career wage salary, and she wants to be able to provide health insurance, and she wants to have them come to work and not just feel like, like they're grinding it out at a job, but that they have a stake in their career. And so she's doing some very interesting things with her business. And I'm hoping that at some point we can get her on here to talk to us about it because um, her name is Amanda and she is inspiring to me. She makes me want to try to make the dessert studio successful enough that it can provide for Savannah and me and any others that we bring on a good living wage and not just have it be a job definitely and especially as some of us are just starting out some of our listeners are just hobby bakers at this point who are dreaming of creating this into a business and that being said we need to be able to price our cakes in a way that is making us money that is worth our time think of all of the energy all of the hours on our feet and using our hands and I mean there is so much that goes into just a basic cake yeah and not just the cake I mean the the hours that you spend preparing for it and researching and and even the time that we spend taking phone calls and doing the business end of things you know there are just so many parts behind the scenes that have to be compensated for and so it's not that we're wanting to price people out of cakes. It's just that we want to be sure that our business is treated as fairly and reasonably as other businesses. And so that's something that we hope to address, too, as we talk to other bakers and as we learn and as we as we build this podcast together, that um, we can help each other know how to handle those tricky things, because pricing is a tricky thing. Absolutely. And that being said, you guys, we have so much content that is worthwhile and we're so excited to be interviewing different people that have experiences in different aspects of the cake business and so definitely stay tuned you guys each week for what you'll be able to learn and apply to your own business. That's so true. When we learn from other cake makers, we learn how to improve our business. I remember coming across Jasmine Ray Cakes shortly after we were starting out and reading about her business model and how she actually turned away a lot of business that wasn't the kind of things that she wanted to be doing. She wanted to focus on some very elegant and textural and artistic wedding cakes. And so she was turning away a lot of business for things that weren't what she wanted to do. And I I remember reading that and being a little panicked at the idea because it takes a lot of courage to turn away 
business when you're first starting out and you're you're needing to be making the money in order to pay your bills and stuff and learning from her and seeing what she did in the business that she has created because she had the courage to focus on what she was passionate about was a lesson to us and so it has really helped us to be able to hone in a little more clearly on the area of wedding cakes cake celebration cakes that we want to do and the things that maybe we don't want to focus our energy on don't be afraid to focus on what you love and if you do have to turn away things that are complete opposites of your aesthetic then so be it but you'll be able to find more success from doing the things that you love seriously when you are passionate about something it shows through and if you're taking orders that you're just not passionate about it, it won't show through in the same way that something you are so proud of creatively and something that you were excited from day one to do would show through. Unfortunately, our first episode is now coming to an end. But before we go, we would like to leave you and us with a challenge. And that is to do something this week that will ignite your passion. Seriously, go back to the first day that you made a cake and you were thrilled to be trying something new. Do that again. Go try or, something new creatively. Yeah. Try something you've been wanting to try, but you've been too busy to do. Carve out a half an hour to do something that will help you feel that fire again and that passion. Or even if you are slammed with orders and you haven't been able to do the things that you are so passionate about, do it. Make the time and do it. Thanks for tuning in. We're excited that you joined us today. We're looking forward to next Tuesday when our next episode will be released. Definitely. And the reason why, if anyone's wondering, (laughs) the reason why we launched Saturday was because originally we had planned a really fun launch party, um, which is best on a Saturday, right? But due due to the coronavirus, that didn't happen. So from here on out, moving forward, our episodes will be launched every Tuesday. So stay tuned and get ready for Tuesdays because yes. there'll be lots every of fun. Every Tuesday there will be a good episode. And you'll want to join us next week for sure because next week we will be interviewing Lindsay from Lady in the Wild West. And you guys, oh my goodness, she's amazing. Not only is she an incredible cake artist, but she's an incredible storyteller. And the stories and insights and tips she gives is is really amazing. So get she ready. She was a lot of fun to talk to. So you won't want to miss that episode listen for it on tuesday morning and so we'd like to thank Corey, our producer who's been working so hard behind the scenes to make this happen if you have any questions or comments feel free to leave them here where you listen to your podcasts or on our instagram or facebook page also if you enjoyed this podcast we hope that you'll give it five stars and be sure to subscribe yeah we don't want you to miss out on any of these amazing future episodes that we have planned But seriously, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in to our first episode. It's been a joy doing this, and we can't wait for the future of Let's Talk Cake. So see you next week.